Rando Salabadaba, Yanda Labrado, Lift up your voice and let's pray. Lift up your voice and let's pray. Shodala la basha. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Baranda <laughs> 
beginning our open prayer we we want to give glory and honor to the
you are praying one prayer this evening you are telling the lord that the lord give us wisdom and understanding may the lord take us to the place of light may we understand the mysteries of god may our faith be built up even in the name of jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray right now lift up your voice we are praying Sunday, 
And so, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this wonderful atmosphere. 
we thank you, O oh God, for this wonderful gathering. We thank you, O oh God, that this gathering is even a glorious one in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray and we commit everything tonight into your hands, O oh God. We pray that, O oh God, may this service, this glorious service, we pray that in the name of Jesus, even as your word is coming, we pray that the Holy Spirit will soften our hearts, O oh God. That every hardened heart may be softened in the name of Jesus. We pray that your light will shine upon our understanding. And we decree and declare that no mind will leave this platform with confusion. We are praying that in the name of Jesus, let your light enlighten our understanding. Let your light stand let your light enlighten our minds, enlighten our flesh. We receive the ability to absorb. You receive the ability to be able to understand. You receive the ability to be able to grasp everything the man of God will teach us tonight. We thank you, O God, for this glorious gathering in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. God bless you so much for being around. It's time for us to enter the place of the word. Whatever you are, whatever you are, want you to, if you are there. Talk to us and say, I am there. If you are there, let us see you. God bless you so much for coming around. You can mention your name so that we can see you around. And where you are coming from, it's another week in the presence of the Lord. And we are here to encounter the word of the Lord. Tonight, this evening, is purely a teaching service where we are here to learn i'm i'm sure you came with your notebook your pens your your bible and everything to take notes if you are ready say i'm a student of the word i'm a student of the word i am ready to learn the purpose of this program is to enlighten us and to grow our faith yeah to grow our faith one of the things that is the anchor of this work of this christian is faith it's faith so anytime you lack knowledge or you lack revelation it affects your faith level so the purpose of this program is to just teach you and let you get to the place where your faith is matured hallelujah and i want you to as we always do i want you to see you engage in a program I want to see you engage in the program. I don't I want to see you engage in the program. I want to see your engagement as the man of God is ministering and teaching us. Be engaging us so that we know you are there. Yeah, don't be silent. You can be posting things, you can be posting revelations, giving feedbacks. It's very important to us. So make sure that you give us feedback. You give us feedback. Don't be idle. Don't just be sitting down silent. But we're giving our feedback. It shows that you are following. It shows you are a student. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, without much ado, uh, we invite the man of God to take us through the series of the faith level. Hallelujah. Yeah. When we say Amen, we respond for us. <laughs> this is this is we are all having the same spirit. So when we talk, we should talk. Yeah. I, I've educated you on this before. You on this before, yeah. It's your ability to respond to the word. 
that one has its own way of allowing you to receive what God is having for you. For you. And this evening, God is in to do so many things, and God is in to grant us revelation. God is in to grant us understanding. Yeah, so if you are ready, let me see you. 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 So, um, um, in Joshua, please, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. In Joshua. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello, man of God, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Praise God. I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, oh. Yeah, 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 you can hear. You can hear. Okay, I see there is feedback coming from your side. I can hear my. I can hear my. Yeah. Okay, how is it now? Um, I think it's better. I can still hear my voice. I can still hear my voice. Okay. I think it's the earpiece you have. I think it's the earpiece you have. You can you can take over. You can take over. All right, praise God, Hallelujah. I want to see you in the house, and so I want you to type an Amen if you can hear me. Type an Amen if you can hear me. Yeah. We bless God for tonight. It's another wonderful opportunity in the presence of God. Like Mr. Douglas said, this is a teaching service. I explained the last time that there are categories of meetings in the body of Christ and the teaching service or the teaching the teaching service is the primary meeting of the church it is from the teaching service that we get other forms of means so this is a teaching service praise god i hope you are here with your notepads shall we bow down our heads as we pray shall we bow down our heads father we bless you for this evening we thank you so much for your work in our hearts we thank you for your move in our hearts the presence of your spirit in this atmosphere we pray, Spirit of God, that we would minister the things of the Spirit as it ought to be ministered. I pray for these hearts that your word will fall on good grounds and grow and bear fruits. We will see what the Spirit of God would have us say. We will do what the Spirit of God would have us do. And the glory and praise shall be unto your name. I take charge of this atmosphere over this peace and everything that affects this peace and i speak that there is order in this atmosphere in every aspect of this service in jesus name amen glory hallelujah i want you to share the link one more time as we open our bibles to matthew 28 18. can someone paste it for us matthew 26 28 18 so by the time i took over i know some of you already opened there that is that is a good a good sign of a believer matthew 28 18 to 20 
So Matthew 28, 18 reads, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. This evening, as I prepared my message and was praying and meditating, there is something that kept coming back at me, kept coming back at me, and I believe that the Spirit of God will have me touch on that. Tonight, we are looking at when is the miraculous? When is the miraculous? This is going to be um, a series, something we'll be doing consistently and it's going to be taught around the subject of faith so we are looking at when is the miraculous and in matthew 28 jesus says that go and make disciples of all nations i told you from our last meeting that the believer or the christian if I should say, is not saved alone. I say that we may have to rework our theology and the way we see the concepts of salvation so that we don't think that I am the only one born again, I'm the only one who is righteous, I'm the only one who is sanctified. No. The Christian, the believer, is saved into a family is saved into a group and so everything every subject matter that pertains to salvation happens within a group the concepts of god are taught in a group god's fellowship is with a group of people god agenda on earth is to reach persons not just one person so we have to rework that hallelujah so the term disciple in the greek i said is matitio m-a-t-h-e-t-e-o matitio matitio it comes from another greek word that is called matitis m-a-t-h-e-t-e-s m-a-t-h-e-t-e-s now in the greek when we say matitis we refer to a pupil somebody who learns from another person matitis matitio so discipleship or making disciples is the art of training pupils now this concept was so strong as at the time jesus was speaking such that when you see a disciple indirectly you see his master which means that the disciple will be found doing the same thing his master is doing the disciple will be found talking like the master dressing like the master in fact if in contemporary times we want to find a better word for a disciple we'll say someone who has literally been brainwashed so the idea of people suggesting that christianity has brainwashed people is actually true in the christian work a man needs to be brainwashed in fact christianity requires that a man is manipulated you will have to be manipulated to be a disciple 
your thoughts will have to be manipulated the way you think the way you thought the, the way you think the way you act will have to be manipulated so a disciple is actually someone who has been manipulated as i was preparing to come the lord ministered this to my heart i don't know who this is for but i'm going to teach it i'm going to say it as it is you see we are in a time where people feel like i need to know god by myself i need to know god alone i don't need anybody it's about me i'll read my bible i'll pray on my own and uh, a lot of people are living their lives that way but actually that concept of christian living is foreign to the bible there is no such thing as a man knowing god all by himself it has never happened it will never happen the concepts of god are taught by men and are passed on by men from generation to generation so generations pass it on if that doesn't happen it means that a time is coming a generation is going to come who will never hear of god so that concept of i want to know god alone is actually false it is not true and in fact the idea that i don't want anybody to manipulate me you know uh, there are believers who get themselves into situations where they need help help from other men and they decide i'm not going to share this with anybody i can't tell it to anybody uh, i'll pray on my own by the time they realize they are in much more mess because that is not how god has designed it actually every christian every believer needs a discipler let me repeat every christian every believer needs a discipler if i should borrow uh, this contemporary term i would say you need a spiritual father i know a lot of people shy away from that uh, i can know god by myself but i told you that concept is foreign to scripture look at the man jesus at the age of 12 jesus was found in the temple what was he doing he was learning he was learning bible doctrine he was being taught he was teaching so there is that community that is necessary for everybody i don't know why the spirit of god is having me say this but i'm going to dwell much more on it and so if you need a spiritual father it means that uh, when it comes to the things of the spirit okay there are people who are tried and tested <laughs> let me say it again when it comes to the things of the spirit there are people who are tried and tested there are people who have been doing it consistently consistently you see men like that and then you know their consistency and so if you are fortunate to be discipled by such a man like this and i believe and i i, I think that every christian should have somebody like that somebody like that who is consistent in the things of the spirit has practiced it well enough in fact you have seen evidence of it in his life in his personal life and by virtue of that relationship between you and the person as a disciple a discipler you have seen fruits of that in demonstration over your life now when you know such a man like that it means that when it comes to the things of the spirit you literally embrace him you don't ask questions you don't 
you don't ask questions. What if, you know, it is it is so absurd for a disciple to ask the disciple, oh, what if what he's saying is not true? What if he wants to manipulate me? Why is he your disciple? I, I don't know, but this thing kept coming to me strongly. And I'm going to touch on it a little bit before I, I veer into tonight's teaching. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to give us utterance in that. So I, I say that, you know, in medical practice, we have people that we call um, in medical practice, in medical law, uh, as having the power of attorney. What it means is that as I'm alive, I pick someone as my power of attorney. It means that in the event where I go unconscious or I'm not able to take decisions for myself, that person is responsible for taking decisions for me. I choose him or her because I trust him so much that when I'm unconscious, I know he's going to take the best decision for me. So in medical practice, we call that person as having the power of attending. It will interest you to know that the relationship between a disciple and a disciple is just like that. Your spiritual father, uh, or let me use Bible word, the disciple or your father in Christ is that man, that woman that you have literally given the power of attending to. It means that it may come to certain decisions that you will have to trust the leading of the spirit upon his life to take that decision for you. There are some of them that you won't even understand instantly. You will have come to understand them later. But you will trust him because he is the one that the Lord has entrusted your spiritual growth to. I don't know why I'm having to say that. But if a man could be trusted to take the best decisions for you in the event where you are not sure <laughs> what the will of God is, then that man is your father, your, your guardian, your disciple. And so uh, that teaching that supposedly states that, you know, that act and that, that thing is human worship. Why are we worshiping a human being? Why are we making him like God? It's actually foreign to scripture. It's a false teaching. Look at the man, Jesus Christ. When God decided to save, he came in the form of a man. Now, when Jesus was a man, he had men that he discipled. Do you know that this man had to literally trust him? <laughs> trust him with their lives. Okay, what if he wasn't the Christ and he was just misleading them? But you know, these guys trusted him so well. Hallelujah. They trusted him so well. So, uh, everybody needs a man as that. Maybe by the time I start with the main teaching, you understand why I'm saying that. And so, it is the pastor or the father or the disciple's responsibility not to, you know, uh, misuse his authority or be manipulative for personal gain. That is not your responsibility as a disciple. So you don't tell your spiritual father or the person that, you know, you, you, you own majority of your spiritual life to that uh, daddy. Well, you're, you know you are a man or you know, you know you can get it wrong. Or that, that is not your responsibility. Yours is to follow. Yours is to obey. If he led you to Christ, if 
he has led you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have seen evidences of him, you know, taking spirit-led decisions with you, you have seen fruits of it, then it is not your responsibility to say, ah, well, what if you get it wrong? Are you it is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to follow. It is his responsibility to ensure that he doesn't misuse his authority. So the disciple cannot be found telling his master that, you know, pastor, you know we are all men. You know we can get it wrong. That is silly. You are not wise. If he is the pastor, he is the man that God has assigned to you, then you trust his leading. Hallelujah. Is someone getting blessed? Is someone getting blessed? Now, there is room for judgment. There is room for discernment. But essentially, it is not your role to decide whether you are being misled. Look at the relationship between Paul and Timothy. You know, Timothy was a bishop, a pastor of pastors. When you read the letters Paul writes to him, it is as if, it is as if uh, Paul is writing to a teenager <laughs> or probably a baby in Christ. Paul gives him explicit instructions to the extent that Paul sometimes tells this person posed me beware of him. <laughs> he will say, what has that got to do with Timothy? If he opposed you, has he opposed Timothy? But the relationship was so strong that Paul could tell him that, look, if this guy opposed me, he should oppose you. <laughs> so that is how discipleship is. Now, in Philippians 2.19, Paul was sending Timothy to the church in Philippi. Look at what Paul says concerning Timothy 2.19. said, I, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. Look at 20. For I have for I, I have no one like minded. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? If you can hear me, type I hear you. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? If you can hear me, type I hear you. Feedback.
Let's, let's begin to pray, let's begin to pray. That God should grant us understanding this evening. The things are becoming deep already. We need serious understanding and grace to receive. Wherever you are, begin to pray. can hear me type i can hear you type i hear you let's continue let's continue so type i hear you if you can hear me i hear you i hear you i was reading from philippians Philippians 2 19. Can someone post it here for us? Let's do this quickly. Philippians 2 19. Quickly continue with this um some other time philippians 2 19. so but i trust in the lord to send timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. Verse 24, I have no one like-minded. Take note of like-minded. So Paul calls Timothy the 
minded with father Satan is a liar. Can we go on? Follow God. Let me know if you are in the house. Let me see if you are in the house. Yeah. Say, I hear you. Type, I hear you if you are in the house. The devil is a liar. Somebody type, I hear you. Let me know if you are in the house. I need that feedback. So I was saying that the relationship between the disciple and the discipler is a very interesting one. <laughs> Paul uses strong words to explain that. So that idea of I'm on my own is actually foreign to the Bible. So I was reading Philippians 2, 19. Paul says that I trust in the Lord to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. 24, I have no one like-minded. Take note of like-minded. It means that Paul sees Timothy as someone like-minded. Can you call Timothy a power of attorney to Paul? It means that when Paul becomes handicapped, not able to speak, he has a man who thinks the same way that he thinks. Mm. Who thinks the same way? Who will sincerely care for your states? Look at 21. Look at 21. For all seek their own not the things which are of christ it means that among the people that paul had timothy was the one who was like-minded timothy was the one who sought for the things of christ and so that is the keen interesting relationship between the two of them i told you that the epistle written to timothy is like Paul is writing to a babe in Christ because 
he gives timothy instructions even though timothy is an adult a pastor already in charge of other pastors he's giving instructions as babe it means that in this discipleship the discipler has the sole responsibility to take decisions to give counsel when it comes to the matter of counsel it means that the disciple will trust the discipler when it comes to counsel and so it is very important that relationship now i said this to say that the christian work is a work of knowledge the christian work is a work of knowledge we know the lord primarily by knowledge we got born again by knowledge i said this the last time we go thereby by knowledge so the things of god are taught and explained it is interesting that a man gets born again and then gets into a local church and the next meeting that man is asked to pray the question you ask yourself is how is he going to pray it means that as simple as you feel prayer is prayer needs to be taught take this from me any activity in christianity needs to be taught without you being taught you shouldn't do it when you have not been taught to pray you shouldn't pray when you have not been taught to give you shouldn't give when you have not been taught how to praise and worship you shouldn't do it because wherever knowledge from God's word is not found, there is always an abuse. So I would say that much of what problems we are facing in Christianity now is as a result of men that haven't been taught certain things. It just entered the gathering. And then a lot of times we borrow concepts from the world, how we're doing things back then, and then we bring it to church and then we do it. Everything in Christianity needs to be taught so christianity is explained look at john 17 verse 3 jesus says that this is eternal life eternal life is that we would know the father so salvation is a knowledge salvation is a knowledge that we come into everything in christianity is a knowledge this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent whom you have sent so Christianity is a knowledge, a knowledge-based faith. 75% of the time, Jesus was found teaching. So it's not interesting that in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, he commands that the people that are reached in the world are also taught. Jesus is primarily called a teacher. John chapter 3, verse 2. Nicodemus reaches out to Jesus and he calls him a teacher. It is interesting. He calls him a teacher and he says that nobody can do the things that you do. So Nicodemus sees him as a teacher and makes reference to uh, his miracles, the miracles that he is doing. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. But he doesn't call him a miracle worker. He calls him a teacher. What it means is that Jesus is primarily a teacher. What we will call signs and miracles is a product of his teaching. The overflow of his teaching is the signs and the miracles. So his signs and miracles are a teaching on their own. Jesus was primarily a teacher. Let's look at 
Matthew 7, 28 to 29. Let's try and validate the teaching ministry of Jesus. Matthew 7, 28 to 29. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So Jesus was a teacher. He taught as one having authority. So as part of his teaching with authority, he would do signs. He would do miracles. Matthew 4, 23. Matthew 4, 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. So before he heals, he must have taught. Before he heals, he must have taught. Interestingly, in Matthew chapter 8, he descends from the mountain, a mountain where he gave the sermon, the popular sermon on the mount. And just at the foot of the mountain, he meets a leper and heals the leper. It means that after his teaching ministry, his teaching meeting on the mount, the first thing he does is he heals. So Christianity is a knowledge-based faith that shouldn't be joked with. We don't do things anyhow, anyhow with emotions attached. Jesus wasn't going about working miracles, no. He went about teaching, and as part of his teaching, he did miracles. So, uh, Kenneth E. Hagen says that, uh, you know, uh, it is very important. Don't forget our, our topic is when is the miraculous. It is very important for a Christian, a believer, to know when is the miraculous. Because that is going to be the game changer. So Kennedy Hagan said that for a lot of believers, the Holy Ghost, if the Holy Ghost should wear a hat and go across the street, some people will not recognize him. The reason why they are not going to recognize him is because they have not known him from the writing where they haven't known him via teaching. So if the Holy Ghost should come around and then uh, be working, if the Holy Ghost is a man who comes with a cap and is walking about, there are a lot of people who will not see him because they have never known him. Therefore, it is very important to recognize when the power of God is in operation, in a situation. So again, our topic is, when is the miraculous? You need to identify when is the miraculous. When is the miraculous? You would know that there could be two people in the same meeting under the same ministration but they will receive differently the reason why they are going to receive differently is because of how they have perceived how they have known so it is not automatic that anybody in the meeting you know in this garden would receive equally it is how they have known how they have perceived so there are people you will have to learn you know how to uh, um, relate with you know this thing keeps coming back there are actually people you have to learn how to relate with because these men are men that are let me see entrusted with the miraculous entrusted with the gifts of god who move the power of god and so your relationship with them is what will determine how you receive the miraculous. 
there are people you have to relate with learn how to relate with depending on what your need is that person could be your husband that person could be a wife a friend a classmate but when it comes to when is the miraculous their identity should change because when you don't see it that way you cannot assess the miracle again don't forget we are looking at when is the miraculous so know how to relate know how to view your relationships in the light of god's word so paul says that therefore we know no man after the flesh he could be a friend he could be a boyfriend an ex but when it comes to the miraculous when god is moving the power of god you have to see that man, that woman, as the word of God sees him. There is the Anna code. In fact, I can't teach you faith without talking about Anna. So don't be surprised that I have to talk about this. I don't know why these things keep coming back. Maybe it's for somebody here. So know how you view your relationships. There are some men of God, okay? And I think I'll place myself in this category. Who may come to you in disguise, you know, they may not come saying that say yet the lord and yet they will minister the things of the spirit to you in a very simple way you might miss the supernatural elements if you don't view them well i do this a lot with people who are close to me i would know things by the spirit i'll see things by the spirit i will never tell you the spirit of god said that say the lord no i will give it to you in the form of a simple counsel a simple instruction and yet that is the miraculous just knocking at your door or the supernatural knocking at your door so you have to be very careful how you relate we are going to dwell much more on this as we go by so anna is the means by which the miraculous is ministered anna is the means by which the miraculous is ministered anna is not just what you see or what you say with your lips anna is first and foremost the disposition of your heart you know you can say something with your lips and your heart is not saying the same thing i checked my bible today in matthew 26 25 when jesus said that you know to his disciples one of you is going to betray me and they were all saying lord is it me is it me do you know that judas also said lord is it me that was after he had already gone for the, the money to betray Jesus. <laughs> Judas also said, is it me? So Judas' words were actually depicting Anna, yet his heart was far away. So Anna is the disposition of the heart, not just what you say. You can say, oh, this, is, this man of God has been a blessing to my life. And yet in your conduct, in, in your heart, you have actually seen him as somebody who is weak, probably as somebody who uh, is not fit, you know, a lot of times that is what prevents us from seeing the miracle. Again, don't forget our topic is when is the miraculous? When someone you honor speaks or gives instructions, you don't speak back. Somebody you honor, when they speak or give instructions, you don't talk back, <laughs> you take notes you don't talk but eh, but i think but but i feel eh, what if eh, how about if eh, are you not trying to manipulate me eh, 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 i want to be on my own no if he is someone you honor when they talk you sharp you take notes 
I told you that it doesn't come, Anna doesn't happen overnight. I told you this is somebody, someone that you have known, you have seen consistently practice the things of the spirit. It could be your pastor, could be your shepherd, consistently practicing the things of the spirit. So when he comes to you and speaks to you, you don't talk back. No, you listen, you take notes, you make notes. That is what you do. You don't talk back. So it is very important. You listen well and as much as possible, you take notes. If it's in a service during a teaching meeting, you don't scream, you don't jump around, you take notes. Because the, the, the words, are, words are how God ministers the supernatural, the miraculous. We are going to do a deep study and you see why I'm saying this. Miracles will happen with words. And so you pay attention to words. When you throw down words, when you lose focus, when you don't pay attention to words, that could be your miracle slipping away. So you, you pay attention to all these things. All that God has on earth are men. Men. That's where the power of God is. So faith in itself is honor. So we are talking about faith. Faith in itself is honor to the word of God. When a man has faith, what he's doing is he's putting the word of God on his lips. So faith in itself is honor. And so faith in the people that God has entrusted, you know, with us, us with them, is honor to God. When you disregard counsel from such men, note that you have actually disregarded God. You may feel like you are trying to be uh, not to be swayed, not to be deceived, but that actually is you dishonoring God. I hope this is a blessing to somebody. This is a blessing to somebody. The miraculous could be very close by and yet it will be ignored. When you don't believe in the best of your disciple, in the best of fellow believers, you dishonor God. You know that the man filled with the Holy Ghost is the same man God can use to bless you. So when such men are speaking, sometimes in multitudes saying the same thing, and you still want to hear from God again on your own, you know that's actually dishonor to God. Because you have not treated the men that have his spirit as who they are. Mm. Please, can you take that one again? Can you take that one again? So I'm saying that God has put his spirit in men believers full of the holy ghost so when they speak to you that is god speaking to you when you ignore counsel from men such as that you have actually ignored god you can't go back to god and claim you want to hear god for yourself i told you that that theology i don't know where it came from but it is very foreign to scripture Nobody in the book of Acts heard God on his own. Look at the man Paul. It was Ananias who ministered to Paul. Ananias was sent to Paul. Paul was confirmed by the apostles. When Paul and Barnabas were selected, it was through a word of prophecy further confirmed by the church. So that theology of, let me know God by myself, let me read my Bible alone, it is, it's an error. It's a great error. And that is what will prevent you from seeing the miraculous a lot of times. We'll go deep into it and then you will understand. All that God will do, he will do with men. The men he has put his spirit in. See such men as 
people of God, people who have the Spirit of God in them. See fellow believers as people who have the Spirit of God in them. Faith is honor for the Word of God. The Word of God could either be the written Word, uh, what you have seen via revelation, you've seen in a dream, is still the Word of God. When God has said nothing, there is nothing to believe. So faith will be built around what God has said. You don't go in search of faith without knowing what God has said. No. Faith doesn't act in a vacuum. Faith acts with what God has said. Don't forget our topic is when is the miraculous. So the miraculous is when God has spoken the word, when I have believed the word, and that is the miraculous. Therefore, the scriptures will give us a pattern. The scriptures will give us a pattern to the miraculous because you realize in 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul says that from a child, from 15, you have known the Holy Scriptures which is able to make you wise unto salvation. Then he says that all scripture is, is, is from the breath of God. The Greek is actually theos pneuma. It means God breathed from Genesis to Malachi, Genesis to Revelation by extension. is God's breath. So the scripture is God's breath, inspired of God. The words in there are words inspired of God. That is why we call it the word of God. So it's inspired of God. And that would be our pattern to the miraculous. It means that when we want to examine the miraculous, we'll examine the scriptures. Again, let's look at what Paul says in uh, 2 Timothy 3, 15. I want to throw uh, some light on that. We'll, we'll zoom into the main. What I'm doing is intro. We'll zoom into the main thing very soon. You need this because a lot of times people keep going to God about the same issue and it appears God is not speaking it's because they haven't paid attention to some of these things. Some of these things haven't been paid attention to. Open to 2 Timothy 3, 15. 2 Timothy 3.15 I want to really take my time. I have time. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a haste, man of God. 3.15 And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Again, let me say this. The Bible is a faith material. I want you to write this boldly in your writing part. The Bible is a faith material. It means the Bible is meant to be believed. The Bible is a faith material. That is why Paul says that from childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, the entirety of the scriptures are meant to first and foremost be, to be believed. So a man cannot, you know, not believe. I don't know how that sounds, but a man cannot doubt the Bible and yet practice the things in the Bible. That is another fraud. You have churches that sometimes would, uh, you know, uh, 
the pastor will shamelessly say that you know this thing we are talking about tight 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 uh, don't judge me on tight yet i haven't i haven't said anything about it. i'm just giving an example this is about tight you know even muslims practice it they give it to us and they are prospering that is very shameful because for a man to believe anything in the bible the man will have to subscribe to the bible itself you can't practice what is in the bible when you don't believe essentially the bible is a faith material that is to lead a man to faith in christ so without faith in christ you just read the bible as a story maybe uh, i like proverbs proverbs has good wise counsels for me but that is actually not it before you read proverbs the bible will be knocking your head concerning faith in christ have you believed so it's a faith material essentially faith material and when we say salvation through faith actually salvation is the essence of god we would know god in fact we have only known god by salvation mm. when paul says that the scriptures are meant to make a man wise skillful sophizo that's the greek for salvation it means that uh, the bible being an account of god would only lead a man to salvation it means that everything we have known about god is for salvation god would be known by what he does and what he does would be salvation salvation would therefore be the essence of god so write this down we'll be expanding it as we go on the bible is theology the Bible is theology. When I say Bible is theology, what I mean is that the Bible is not one of the books to, 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 to know God. Theology is the, the study of God. The Bible is not one of the many books to know God. No. The Bible is theology. The Bible is the study of God. Genesis to Revelation is a study of God. So the Bible is theology. No, the Bible cannot be useful. It's not the Bible can be used for theology. No. The Bible is theology. Now, when you know God, you can only know God in Christ. Therefore, theology is Christology. Write this down. The right first Bible is theology. Theology is Christology. John 17, 3. That they may know you and the only begotten. You can't know God and not know Christ. That is an impossibility. John 17, 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. When you know God, then you know Christ. Because John 1, 18 says that uh, nobody has seen God at any point in time the only begotten now when the scriptures use the only begotten it is actually an explanation of god's descent into humanity it is at salvation that we will see god becoming the only begotten <laughs> that's why i told you that you cannot know god outside salvation it's at a salvation for the purpose of salvation god becomes a man and that that becoming a man is called the begotten the only begotten so john says that no one has known god at any point in time the only begotten of the father that is jesus christ the man jesus christ and he says he has declared him the word declared exegomai in the greek means explained him it is jesus who explains god so 
theology is Christology. The study of God is the study of Christ. You can't study God and not arrive at Christ. No, it can't happen. Then also, when you say Christology, the study of Christ, who is Christ? What is the purpose of the Christ? The purpose of the Christ is to save man. Matthew 1.21 When Jesus was born, when Jesus was about to be born, the angel said that, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So essentially the Christ will save his people from their sins. What would the Christ do? The Christ will save. Therefore Christology is soteriology. So the Bible is theology, theology is Christology, Christology is soteriology. You can't study Christ without studying his salvation. That is also a no, 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 no. First Timothy 1, 1. Christology is soteriology. First Timothy 1, 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God, our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you the last time that the word and in the Greek could be a conjunction or a preposition. When it's used as a preposition, it explains the word that comes after it. So in this case, God, our Savior, and we could better replace the and with who is or that is. So Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, by the time you say God, our Savior, you are talking about the man. God our Savior, that is hope. So, so Christology is soteriology. Write that down as well. Write that down as well. So the scriptures, which is the item of faith, will give us a pattern to the miraculous. A pattern to the miraculous. But before that, let me define what a miracle is so that you understand where we are going. What is a miracle? What is a miracle? A miracle is an actual or tangible work of power. Actually, when you look at the meaning of miracle in the Greek, it's the same as power. So you have dunamis, dunamos. The miracle is also referred to as the supernatural. So a miracle is that which affects the natural course of events. Mm. It means that there is a natural process that is supposed to happen. But when we say a miracle, it means that the natural process is suspended and the power of God takes over. So a miracle is a display of the power of God in a natural process. And when that happens, the natural process is suspended. If you understand this very well, then you realize that a miracle cannot be logical because logic is the sequence of natural processes. But when the miracle comes in, it means that sequence is suspended. Let's say somebody has a growth, a, a cancer, a tumor. By the natural sequence, it's supposed to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I probably kill the person. But when a miracle should happen when the power of God arrives in that situation. That process of the growth continuing is halted, is stopped, and the power of God takes over, knocks that growth away, 
that is what we will call a miracle so write that a miracle is not logical a miracle may not be explained well in the senses it doesn't make sense in the senses it just doesn't make sense how but it's a miracle so a miracle when it happens uh, you don't have to ask what if uh, what will happen how will it happen no if it's a miracle you don't care how it happens because i already told you that the natural process is going to be suspended it's just going to happen hallelujah so that is a miracle when is the miraculous don't forget that that is our topic a miracle doesn't make sense if you want something that makes sense then it's not a miracle a miracle doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense so that's the definition for the miraculous the miraculous um let's turn our bibles to mark 9 23 let's start from verse 17 let's let's let me show you something the background of this story is that a, a young child was brought to jesus who had um, a problem let's read from mark 9 uh, 17 it says that the one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. The, the, the boy was actually dumb. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples and they should, that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? Now take note of this. Jesus faces this situation. A young boy is brought to him who has a mute spirit. The spirit seizes him. The, the boy is foaming, convulsing, as the medical team will have it. And Jesus asked the father, how long? And look at the father's response. From childhood. Verse 22, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I want you to pay attention. Now, now, the question Jesus asked is very relevant. You know, a lot of times people could be faced with a circumstance, would be faced with a, a troubling event that has happened for so long a time that they get used to it i believe this is the case with the boy some somebody may have a headache maybe initially you were believing the god god for a miracle but you tried one two three and you give a whole oh, this one is normal and maybe you started even calling yourself oh charlie this is my headache there this is my headache there you know that could be the case for a man that could be the case you could easily lose sight of the miraculous, the power of God, and slip into, you know, accepting the natural condition, which is not good for, 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 for what it is. You know, and I find a lot of Christians accepting it and then now reverting their theology to suit it. I've even seen men of God do it. 
men of God would say that oh, when it comes to healing, when it comes to the miraculous, actually we don't have much control. By the time we, we move on with this series, you're going to see a lot of things. We don't have much control. It's God who decides what he should do, when he should heal, you know. And a simple question I almost always ask them is that if that is the case for miracles, for healing, okay, how then is it different with salvation? When it comes to salvation, we almost always believe that it is God's will to save a man. Is that not it? So we would knock at the man's door and then keep preaching the gospel till the man believes. But when it comes to healing, the miracle, miraculous, we easily slip into you know accepting it as it is and try to explain it. Not forgetting that actually the miraculous is a pointer to the greatest miracle, which is salvation. So why would God work miracles? He will work miracles because essentially the greatest miracle that will happen to a man is salvation. So you can call salvation as the big one and the miracle as the small one. So if God wants to do the big one, why would he not do the small one? That's the question I keep asking. <laughs> and nobody has been able to give me an answer. It's actually an attempt to be lazy and slip into you know, uh, a lazy mode, not believing the power of God and then excusing it as God not wanting to work. If God wants to save, then God would want to heal. God would want to work a miracle because salvation itself is a miracle on its own. So Jesus asked the man and he says for a long time, and look at the man. The man is saying that have compassion, you know, very nice words, if you would have some compassion on us have compassion <laughs> and help us if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us you would think that jesus would also slip into that mood and say oh you guys have suffered uh, you know you know sometimes having compassion would mean uh, pampering the issue but look at jesus verse 23 jesus said to him if you can believe if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes it means that jesus tactfully dodges away from the man's plea this is not a case of having compassion this is a case of if you can believe if you can believe all things are possible how many things are possible to the one who believes how many things how many things all things now all doesn't mean that everything but all means that whatever you have asked for whatever you are believing for can be possible it is possible if you believe so when is the miraculous the miraculous is when i believe the miraculous is when i believe the miraculous is when i believe not when i see the situation as it is for instance when I say I'm a diabetic, when I say, oh, as for me, I easily get angry. No, no. The miraculous is when I believe. Believe what? Believe the power of God. Believe the power of God. So don't get used to an abnormal situation and explain it away. And don't theologize it away. When I see men like that, I get angry. <laughs> 16 ways why you cannot receive healing. Just simple healing. 17 ways why 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 the power of god I, I was in a meeting with a dear friend of mine and the preacher was like you know um 
for God. Uh, he, he made a claim, a, 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 a very, you know, funny claim like that, that uh, for God, when God's power is at work, we know that the disease will be gone. But as to whether he wants to make his power available or not, that one we can't tell. You know, and this dear friend of mine is someone who was believing God for a miracle, a healing in that regard. I quickly WhatsApped, you know, the person and said, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. God's power is always available. Always available. God's power is always available. God's power is always available. So don't identify yourself with the abnormal. Hmm? Don't be like the man. Just have compassion. If only you can believe so what's the answer to that troubling situation you find yourself in if only you can believe when would the miraculous happen if only you can believe if only you can believe all things are possible all things are possible indirectly jesus is saying you don't need compassion you don't need grace there is already a supply of it if only you can believe you know actually that prayer that asks for grace oh god would you heal me oh god would you touch me you know as 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 interesting as it is it's actually a prayer from the senses it is not a prayer from the spirit because in the spirit is the supply of god's grace the supply of god's power the supply of god's mercy first corinthians 1 30 jesus has become unto us the wisdom of god if you are going to a situation you feel like i need wisdom i need the counsel of god you don't go and then cry oh god give me wisdom no if only you can believe you have jesus the wisdom of god you have the power of god you have the grace of god so you know when i realized it i stopped asking for grace so when i ask for grace i'll say i ask and receive because there is the supply of the grace of god when you ask you should receive don't ask and go and sleep if only you can believe when is the miraculous when i believe when i believe when i believe when is the miraculous the miraculous is when you believe now you cannot believe without saying let's look at matthew's rendering matthew has a rendering of this same account of you know mark mark 9 matthew says the same thing in matthew 17 20. Let me use that to explain and then maybe we'll wrap up we'll continue i told you this is a series we'll be doing this consistently take your time we'll, we'll, we'll delve much more matthew 17 20 jesus said to them because of your own belief for assuredly i say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say you will say you will say you will say when you believe what do you do you say if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move what will you say to this mountain this mountain is too big this mountain has been there for three years this mountain has troubled me for four months this situation has troubled me you know that is actually being honest but that is also being foolish because you seeing the problem as it is doesn't solve the problem in any way mm. when you believe what do you say 
what do you say concerning the problem? You say what the word of God says. So Jesus says that if you have faith as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. So when is the miraculous? The miraculous is when you believe. How do we know you believe? We know you believe by what you say. Look at a simple fact of salvation when you believe the gospel. How did we know you have believed the gospel? You believe the gospel in your heart and you confess with your mouth. The word confession actually in the Greek homologia means two from the same place, two kinds from the same roots. It means that you believe at two places. So that's what confession means. I believe with my heart. I believe with my mouth. How do I believe with my mouth? I say what I believe in my heart. So you believe and you say. You cannot believe without saying. You can say without believing, but you cannot believe without saying. When you say you have believed, you have to talk it. If you can believe all things that you ask for are possible. When is the miraculous? The miraculous is if you believe and if you say it. If you believe and if you say it. Mm. So we will see your belief, your faith in your words. What do you say? What do you say about the situation? That is how we will know what you have believed. It's the same concept that happens at salvation. I already told you that the miracle is not logical. So in your words, you don't have to sound logical. Since you are expecting a miracle, you don't have to be logical with the problem. You are, you are expecting a miracle. I don't know what it is, healing. You are in a confused state, a confused situation. You are praying for clarity in a matter. And you keep complaining about the issue. You know you are actually not believing. If you are believing, we will find you talking, saying. What would you say? You will say what you want to see. If you believe, all things are possible. If you believe, all things are possible. What do you believe for? <laughs> Are you believing for a miracle? I already told you. Then it is not logical. So you cannot understand it and talk your senses. I'm believing God for healing in my body. I'm believing God for healing in my relationship. I'm believing God for the supply of money, finances. When I'm believing, I am talking it. And so I declare what I want to see. I say what I want to see. I don't say what is happening. I don't say my pocket is dry. I don't say my relationship is not working. I don't say what things are not working. I don't say what am I believing for? Is it a miracle? Okay, then that is when I should say it. Actually, when things are not working in the natural, <laughs> do you know that is actually a good platform? For the power of God to take over. Mm. 
when it feels like everything is lost in the natural for that healing for that relationship for that marriage you know for that traveling opportunity for that education it seems you've tried everything in the natural and it's not working that is actually an opportunity for the power of god to work again when is the miraculous when i believe with my heart when i say it with my mouth a miracle is not the natural means of things happening i already told you that when things are impossible in the natural then the power of god intervenes then we'll say oh it is a miracle a miracle cannot be logically explained you don't need to calculate you know sometimes when you have asked god for a miracle then you are calculating hey how is this thing going to happen how 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 god if you know how it will happen then you don't need a miracle when you are believing for a miracle you don't calculate you just believe and you say it as you want it you don't calculate how is it going to happen what if this person this person does this what if what if you know a lot of you have already received um counsel uh, probably god has already told you what to do what if you're calculating what if what if i do it and then he, he does this what if i invest and then, and then i don't get it what if i start and i fail and you are trusting god <laughs> a miracle is when we believe in the power of god and we say it with our mouth so for instance cancer is supposed to keep spreading right but you know the power of God can intervene. And I, I, I like to say it this way. The power of God knocks, knocks off the cancer. Knocks it off. Knocks it off. Knocks it off from the body. I see the power of God right now knocking off certain things from people's life. Knock, knock it off. Just, just knocks it off. The power of God knocks it off. Knocks it off. So when is the miraculous? I want to ask you, what are you believing God for? What miracle are you believing God for? What do you believe God for? Believe God for. Believe God for. That, that, that which would defy logic. What are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? The power of God can knock that situation off. Let me share a personal experience with you. There was a time that, you know, a dear friend of mine, uh, a man of God that I, 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 I honor so much, I believe so much in him, you know. For me, uh, I like to keep friends along the line of the supernatural. <laughs> That's me. When anybody is called my friend, a bosom friend, then that person is serious with the things of the spirit. So it was somebody that we used to talk along the lines of the supernatural. So one evening after church, he whatsapped me. that man of God, I'm having this abdominal cramp. And you know, I'm a medic. So a lot of times when people ask me these questions, what they are really expecting is for me to prescribe some medications for them. You know, but as typical of me, uh, when I relate with you like that and you tell me of you know a pain, a, a medical condition like that, the first thing I want to do <laughs> is to believe the power of God to take care of it. I mean, uh, 
medicine is something that should come after <laughs> that is when i know you are not ready you are not serious you, you know I'll, I'll give medicine to people who are not serious with you know the things of the space so when he asked me as typical of me if you complain of any disease condition to me on whatsapp i will text you that the, the i'll tell you that i'll text you that G, the lord jesus heals you i do this a lot that is how i minister the supernatural over hours you you may take it as a normal thing but i i really mean it i tell you the the, the lord jesus heals you sometimes i'll add an amen to it you know so for him when i texted him the lord jesus heals you and i said an amen i still felt within my spirit that um, my friend didn't receive it <laughs> so i picked the phone and called him I said man of god let's pray lay your hand on that cramp and i prayed for him i rebuked the cramp and i said you are well it's okay you know but um, i intentionally told him that you know tomorrow meet me at the hospital and then let's see but when i prayed with him i knew he had been healed i i perceived it by my spirit <laughs> but i intentionally told him to meet me so he came in the morning i prescribed medication for i actually gave him medication he went to take it then he came back to me and said ah man of god the thing has left to should, should i still take the medicine <laughs> and i told him well that is for you to decide hallelujah the power of god actually takes care of some of these issues the power of god heals cramps heals heals diseases <laughs> so he asked me what should i use it for i said ah, that one it depends on you me I've, I've i've done my job <laughs> glory to jesus i believe the power of god i believe the power of god and so it is very important for you to fill your camp with people who believe in the miraculous it is very important you don't know when you need it you know men like mr douglas a man that i respect very well when it comes to the supernatural i relate with him on matters like that you know uh, when 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 i'm trusting god for a leading a, a direction a lot of times i always have him i won't even give him details you know i won't tell him i have this problem i have this problem. i just tell him man of god i'm praying about this issue can you help me pray and the following morning he will send me a voice note and the voice note is on point uh, exactly what i'm praying for a lot of times by the time the voice note comes i've also received you know an answer from the lord in my closet so, so the voice note comes to confirm what i said aha we need men like that you know you need to surround yourself with people like that when is the miraculous when i believe when i believe and when i say it let me end on this note i'm ending on this note a lot of times the believer must consciously stay away from negative reports the believer must consciously so this is a conscious activity you need to do because you are believing god for the power of god to work you have to consciously stay away from negative reports look at the man's you know answer that this has been there for a long time and then it was giving you an account of it when it happens he is thrown into the fire when it happens so that is actually a negative report you know when jesus the man who is able to heal is around you don't need to 
know, give an exegesis of your problem. Uh, when the abdominal cramp comes, it, 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 it holds me. I can't do anything. I can't eat. I can't. What has that got to do with the power of God? I told you the power of God suspends the natural thing. So you don't need to complain about when it comes, I can't do anything. When it comes, I can't do anything. Sometimes when people talk like that, I feel like telling them, shut up. What are you believing God for? <laughs> you don't need an exegesis of, you know, the error. An exegesis of what is not the power of God. What you need is the power of God to believe. The power of God and to believe and to say it. So you see the man was saying, often he has thrown him both into the fire and the water and to destroy him. At the end of the day, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus, the power of God is around. And you are giving an exegesis of the problem. As if that is going to change anything. It won't change anything. So the believer needs to consciously stay away, you know, from um, negative reports. And I write here that the negative report always comes after God has spoken. Take note of this very well. I told you the last time that the voice of Satan will never come until God has spoken. See, there is always light. There is always truth before a lie. And so a lie is the absence of truth. Darkness is the absence of light. Negative report is the absence of faith. A negative report will always come. Check your Bible. When God told the Israelites to go to Canaan and then the 40 spies were sent by Moses. Before the spies went to inspect, the, I don't even know who asked them to go and spy. God says go. It's filled with milk and honey. And you decide to go and inspect it for God. Ah! <laughs> when God's word drops, it is meant to be believed. It is not meant to be examined. Is it true? Will it happen? Will it happen? Will he do it? Will he say what he said he will do? Can he do it? Will he do it? No. 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 Deliberately stay away from negative reports. The negative reports will come always after God has spoken. What has God said in his word? Has God said he will heal? Has God said he will direct? Has God said he will lead? Has God said he will cure? Has God said he will restore? What has God said? Take his word for it. Run with his word. Don't examine what he has said. <laughs> Can it happen? Hey, this one there is strange. You no, stay away from it. So the negative reports will always come after God has spoken, after the truth. Look at the progress of sin, James 1.14, as I wrap up. Now, James says that before a man sins, eh, he is drawn away. I check that word, drawn away. It means to be taken from your original position. It actually means to be taken from your safe haven. It means you are at a safe place and you are taken away. So before sin happens, a man will have to be drawn away. Before the believer sins, 
in his conduct he will have to be drawn away in his conduct away from his identity it means that something will happen something somehow words you know something he will hear in one way or the other would misrepresent his identity to him and then he gets to sin Mm. it means that before anything would happen before the power of god will not be seen it means there has been a misrepresentation in what god has said at a point in time so there is always you know the tendency of moving away from what god has said that is what will eventually lead a man to sin finally look at luke 137 the angel told mary that for with god nothing is impossible i want you to type this with god nothing is impossible with god luke 137 for with god nothing will be impossible when you check the greek it actually means that no word of god lacks the ability to perform that's the meaning of with god nothing is impossible no word of god lacks the ability to perform it means that you don't do anything you don't add anything up to what god has said no the word god has spoken has an inbuilt ability to perform on its own so that is why in verse 38 mary said let it be according to your word because she understood it the word of god spoken to her had an ability to perform on its own so the only thing mary did was to appropriate it to say okay then let it be according to your word so when is the miraculous the miraculous is when we appropriate the word of god that has been spoken by appropriating it we will believe it and then we will say it God bless you for this evening. Like I said, this is a series that we will continue to examine. I would want to pause here. And then if there are any questions, um, we will take them. And then we will continue this at another time. Don't, Don't forget, we are looking and examining when is the miraculous. I said the miraculous is when I believe, when I see it. They can post your question and then we will look at it. We'll post your question, we'll look at it. Five minutes. Can use the five minutes to do something. Sure, sure. We can we can do some short prayers. We have about five minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. So I as I was preparing my notes, you know, I prayed and I believe God that you know, even though this is a teaching service, because what we are teaching is uh, the power of God, the power of God. Would be available so i want you to right now think about your need i don't, don't type it here just think about the need what is it that you are believing god for 
There are things we won't go to do that, you know, maybe we don't need the miraculous. There are things that you feel that one I can do it on my own. You know. If there is water in your fridge right now and you are thirsty, I think you can go and take it and drink it, right? <laughs> but is there something that you know looks humanly impossible? You know, this week uh, I sense uh, people are at crossroads with decisions. Decisions. What should I do? 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 You try A, it doesn't work. B, it doesn't work. You know. I want to assure you that the power of God is here. Jesus has made the wisdom of God to us. So the power of God is here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. You know, that need can be met. That need can be met. I'm going to release the word of God over that need right now. But I want you to take note. What can the power of God do? The power of God can cure. You know the power of God can cure. The power of God can cure. Is there a disease condition? How many years? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. What I care about is the power of God. Praise God. I don't care. How long has it taken? I don't care. Who cares about that? power of God is here. How will it be taken care of? I don't care. The power of God is here. So the power of God can cure. Mm. The power of God is creative. The power of God is creative. The power of God is creative. The power of God creates. You know, there are things that it's not there. It's not there. I read of a man of God, Andrew Womack, who was at a point praying for a blind man. They prayed that the man wasn't getting healed. So he received the word of knowledge that said, you are praying the wrong prayer. The man you are praying for doesn't need to be healed. The man doesn't have an eyeball. <laughs> so he needs a creative miracle. The power of God can create. I've heard of people who have no wounds and yet have delivered. The power of God is here. So the power of God can create. Maybe you are believing God for something that is not there. Like you look at this and say, ah, this thing is not there. The power of God. I'm just reminding you, I'm going to release the word of God. The prayer of faith, I'm going to release it. And so the power of God can create. Now, the power of God is restorative. I, 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 I believe the power of God. I believe the power of God over issues, relationships, you know, I've seen relationships that are scattered, that are almost gone. I've seen them turn around. The power of God is restorative. Something that was there and then got lost. The power of God restores. Jesus, the healer, restores. He restores. He restores. Health, condition, uh, finances, something that has been lost. Is there anything that has been lost? The power of God restores. So I want you to think about the need as we pray. You can speak in the language of the Spirit right now. Faith is available. Faith is available. So Peter told Aeneas that while well, he was preaching and he saw that Aeneas had faith to heal. He said, Aeneas, the Lord Jesus heals you. So in this atmosphere, faith has been shared. 
So I want you to release a word you know, over that circumstance. The power of God heals my relationship. The power of God heals my ministry. The power of God restores my friendships. The power of God restores, restores my finances. You know, speak in the language of the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Declare the power of God over that circumstance. The power of God heals my bones, heals my body. The power of God cures chronic sicknesses, chronic illnesses, migraine. The power of God cures. The power of God cures. Now I want to pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless you for the supply of your grace and the supply of your power by Jesus, whom you have given unto us as a gift. In the name of Jesus, in this atmosphere, I release your power over every circumstance that your people are battling with, over that academics, over that poor academics, I see the power of God takes over. Over that faulty relationship, I see the power of God takes over. Over that financial issue, the power of God supplies, 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 supplies. Men are moved to give in that direction. Now, over every other circumstance for healing, the power of God supplies. The supply of the power of God heals chronic conditions. They are knocked off by the power of God. And your people walk out of this meeting, this gathering, with sanity of mind, sanity of heart, for your power works him. Your power preserves our lives, preserves us from sicknesses, preserves us from harmful situations. In the name of Jesus, our family is preserved by your power in circumstances that we have no control over people close to us who are getting into trouble people who are getting into near-death situations that we have no control over right now the power of god is available even for such an extended family extended relations men that have been bedridden for a long time in this service the power of god is available the power of God transports healing to such people. The power of God stops men in their tracks before they are killed, before they are maimed by Satan. The power of God stops natural processes in the name of Jesus. We receive answers in this atmosphere and we see graciously out a big Amen. Big Amen. Glory. Bless God so Mr. Douglas, please you can take over. When is the miraculous? Right, right now, whatever you are, I want you to begin to pray in the spirit for one minute. That Father, thank you that I'm experiencing my miracle right now. Thank you that I've received my miracle. Begin to pray in the spirit right now. Begin to pray in the spirit. Something is happening right now. I see bastings of stains. I see things happening. Council everywhere. 
by the power of the spirit lift up your voice begin to pray in the holy ghost it's one minute we just have one minute to close begin to pray in the holy ghost thank you that i've received my miracle in my child is there a baby is there a child healing is perfected the power of god is not limited thank you jesus for touching my life thank you jesus for performing a miracle in my business in my finances come on come on lift up your voice lift up your voice one minute just pray in the spirit open the volume open the floor and move in the spirit right now thank you jesus 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 come on 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 i see the visible appearance of the holy ghost right now i see a very big dove on the platform we shall see what we have received come on come on come on come on come on come on thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit just one minute just for one minute thank you holy spirit if you are there just receive if you be distracted close your eyes and focus on the spirit just see the dove come to you just see the manifestation of your miracle right now thank you so la 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 basha yeah 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 the realm of glory the realm of glory rebo shalala bahasa kelebele hosa falala masaya kondele hos kelebrada shaya oh 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 pele haskili brada hasa glory to jesus glory to jesus in jesus name in jesus name have we prayed amen god bless you so much for coming around if you know you have been blessed say i am blessed i have my miracle come on type something declare something i have my miracle i am blessed i have my miracle say a god bless you to the man of god god bless you so much for coming around looking naughty um it is a series this is just the intro god willing next week we are going to continue don't miss it don't miss it invite friends come along and and be blessed hallelujah um god willing our next meeting will be coming off and thursday we are hoping thursday to come off certain things want to cross but we are praying it will come off so if it doesn't come off then our friday we'll have our prayer intense but we are still praying and we are still hoping that thursday the believers meeting will be possible but without that next week when is the miraculous continues don't miss it god bless you so much for coming god willing next week we are engaging in our fasting and prayers 14 days it's going to be very powerful and this thing is a package of what the lord is going to do don't miss it yeah god bless you so much download listen share your comments invite friends talk to people and as you go be an ambassador of a miracle don't give prescriptions don't give explanations to situations 
be a healer be a miracle worker somebody say i am a miracle worker i'm a prescriber of the power of god god bless you so much i love you all stay blessed stay safe may the power of god be with you lastly my name is mr